1: of the world, Steve Fingerstiles!
0: So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you're into CBD products or you want to try CBD products for the very first time, go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST25, you'll get 25% off. They ship within North America. This is more geared, like I say, each and every week towards your athlete, but your everyday blue-collar worker, it works for you as well, obviously. Anyone who pretty much has aches and pains or chronic pain, this works beautifully. It doesn't get you high, has no THC, so you don't have to worry about that. They mostly deal with rub-ons and lotions and stuff like that, ointments, so it's more, like I said, towards your muscle. So go check out blackbeltcbdproducts.com. And if you're into nerd culture and collectibles, go visit firstrow.ca. If you use promo code THEPODCAST20, you'll get 20% off. They have everything from wrestling figures to signed memorabilia to comic books. Everything you need or want, literally, all nerd culture related, they have it there. The best thing is they update daily. So if you visit one day and you don't find what you want, go the next day and I'm sure they'll have it there. And they also ship within North America. And to all you American listeners, it is Canadian dollars, so it's a little bit cheaper rate for you guys down there, so please visit firstworld.ca. And if you want to support me directly, please go visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com, but if it's easier for you, scroll down on your device that you're listening to on today, it's embedded right there in the description, click on the link, takes you right to the merchandise store, I got everything from hoodies to t-shirts to baby onesies to travel mugs to literally anything you need or want, it is there. And if you don't want to support me monetarily, I totally understand during these times, obviously, So the easiest thing anyone can do, honestly, takes two seconds, and it's free of charge. Rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms, especially Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So if you're into wrestling and haven't heard of this week's guest, I'm sure you will soon enough. He's been touted one of the up-and-comers to look out for. This week's guest is pro wrestler Von Vertigo.
2: Hi, Steve. How you doing?
0: I'm doing fantastic, my friend. How are you today?
2: I'm keeping it alive and quarantine, you know. I'm trying to keep busy.
0: <laughs> well, you're not sort of quarantining, and we'll get into that soon enough. Well, yeah, we will. Because <laughs> I like to start off with how my guests got started and what they do and all that fun stuff. So let's get right into it, because I'm sure we'll touch on a lot of stuff today. So when did your love of wrestling first start?
2: I'd say it started around probably 2006, 2007. I'm, I'm 24 Ooh. years old now, and okay. uh, it happened when I was about 10. Uh, so what happened was... Uh, when I was in grade five and six I, I uh acquaint, or sorry, I was acquainted with this guy named Wayne Fryer and we ended up becoming friends. Okay. And it turned out that his aunt was Tristratus.
0: Oh wow. Okay.
2: Now I didn't know anything about wrestling. I had I, sure. maybe seen it on a friend's house at a friend's house once once or twice, but I didn't okay. you know, I wasn't invested in it, I didn't really watch it. Sure. Um, now my friend convinced me, Hey, you should uh you get the SmackDown vs. Raw 2007 game From Blockbuster I was like alright sure let's try it out <laughs> Okay. And boy was I addicted And as soon as I booted it up I was like Trish Stratus is on this game That's my friend's aunt wow. My friend's aunt is in this wrestling game That oh. is ridiculous um, So from there I started watching SmackDown every week Because uh, at the time I think Raw was on a different channel That I didn't have sure. uh, I convinced my parents to get Raw and then I, Ever since I was watching wrestling essentially
0: Oh wow so you didn't grow up on the Attitude Era Or the 80's I, yes. wrestling
2: no, I had to go back and watch lots of it. And there's still oh, parts shit. that I've
0: missed. Okay, because I'm always interested, because obviously I'm an 80s baby, so I went through that whole era from Hogan to Stone Cold to Cena, right? So I saw it all, and I saw it Absolutely. live, and I never went back to watch anything, obviously, unless it was earlier Ric Flair type shit in the NWA, right? But as people in your age group, how is it looking back in this, all oh, the golden era of wrestling, so, they, so to speak?
2: It's interesting. I mean, I, I think the Attitude Era was definitely a lot more focused on, you know, ra- raunchy storylines and ridiculousness than opposed to the wrestling. Right. I feel like the sweet spot for me of, like, the stuff I try to go back and study was kind of that, like, 2002-2005 era, like the Ruthless Aggression okay. era, essentially. Sure. So when I started watching wrestling, it was on the tail end of that, and they had just turned into PG. But, it, you know, it was guys like Jeff Hardy and Shawn Michaels that really um, took it liking to. And then going back and watching more people, uh, I, I fell in love with Chris
0: Jericho. Oh, there you go. And he's still doing it strong, too. That, I don't know. There's something, like, I had this conversation, too. It's, it's Japanese wrestlers and Canadian wrestlers that just last forever, and the longevity of their careers just keep going and going and going. It's, it's something crazy.
2: For the most part. I mean, as long as, you know, you keep your body safe, you can do it. But, uh, you know, it takes years to figure that out.
0: So you mentioned some of your favorite wrestlers. Now, everyone always talks about it, the, Rush, the Mount Rushmore of wrestling, the top four of all time. In your opinion, because I've never actually brought this up on the show, which is odd enough, so I'll say mine from my era, because everyone knows I'm in my 40s, so uh, it'll probably yep. be a little bit different than yours. What's your Mount Rushmore for professional wrestling?
2: Uh, I think you've got to keep a variety of who you have on it. So I would okay. say Michael's Jericho in terms of being work, workhorses. Okay. If you want a character that you know was a box office draw, you've got to go with The Rock. Okay. Sure, I would put The Rock over Stone Cold just because of um, what he brings to wrestling outside of wrestling. Sure. And for a fourth, that's a that's a hard one. Um,
0: yeah, my fourth was hard too. Ah,
2: man. I might have to think on this one here.
0: Well, I'll mention my first three because i got to think of my fourth yeah, as well. Absolutely. So my first three are totally different from yours, again, being different eras. You have to put yes. Flair because everyone considers him the greatest of all time. And then I have to put Hogan because half the wrestlers who are wrestling today wouldn't be in wrestling if it wasn't for Hogan. And then, uh, no one ever puts him, and I'm so in awe, and I didn't even grow up with him, John Cena. Like, no one even thinks of him putting him on the Mount Rushmore. Look what this guy did in the era of the so-called low ratings when people fell off of watching wrestling. It was literally all on his shoulders for how many years, nonstop, right? Until recently, when he started becoming a movie star. So no one really put Cena in there, and I'm very surprised.
2: You're right, I think Cena would be, that's honestly probably a good fourth pick for me as well. But you're right, he definitely carried the company through those years. There's nobody who kind of... Um, You know, went outside of wrestling and brought new fans to the product.
0: Right, he did. Yeah, no kidding. Right, that's the thing too. And again, my fourth. I don't know. It's. Undertaker maybe, Rock, Stone Cold, like those type of guys. Because I go more of the longevity and title reigns. That's that's my criteria to putting on the Mount Rushmore. Or else I'd have people like you just said, Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho, right, like people, right, right. even Eddie Guerrero. Like, you know what I mean? But the longevity and the reigns weren't there. And I know, again, it's not to their fault because obviously mm-hmm. having a title reign is all storylines and all that. But uh, I don't know. It has to be like, uh, to me, and also uh, another thing is, why people started watching wrestling? Like you just said, a lot of people started wrestling, watching wrestling because of John Cena. He was sort of my era's Hulk Hogan, where say your prayers and vitamins, his is hustle, respect, all that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Yes. No hate, right? So it's sort of parallel to Hogan, right? So
2: yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. I mean, Eddie, Eddie, and Chris are definitely you know two guys that should be on that list. But I feel like, especially Eddie, I feel like he was just he did so much in his career but there's so much more that he could have done you know right like i feel like he, he maybe only had five more years left in him but the, who knows what that five years could have brought they he was scheduled against uh michael's that was a wrestlemania 21 or two i think I so think that was the original plan and something
0: he, around like that own. match right <laughs> it could have happened. it could have happened <laughs> i know that's the thing there's so many what-ifs with wrestling that's another thing I that real so many people in and out, out, the armchair quarterbacks and all that sort of stuff and the fantasy booking it's and i think that's what people don't understand like a lot of people look down on that sort of stuff but i think that's the allure of wrestling as well the what ifs that oh if i could do this and that's the appeal of the video games because then you have the legends with the everyday guys and then that's how a lot of people get into wrestling as well right
2: absolutely i mean i am yeah i i I started on video games that's what got me into wrestling mind you i didn't really know any of the characters but it was the games that hooked me
0: exactly exactly okay so like I said off the top, you are touted one of the wrestlers to look out for in the next few years to come out of Ontario. And a friend of the show, actually, Tyson Dukes, tweeted this about you. And, and I have to read this because this is high praise, especially coming from Tyson Dukes. So he quoted on Twitter, you want to talk dedication to the sport. Von Vertigo is out here in Germany and England making things happen for himself. That is the hustle that people claim to have but don't. I hope this kid gets a break. He deserves one. Now, first off, how cool is it that such a respected wrestler, in Tyson, tweeted that? And second, how much pressure is on you now, put on yourself and or by others?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, in the past year, Tyson and I have um, we've kind of grown a little closer because we did a little feud at Barry Wrestling, where uh, I ended up winning the title from him, and he's kind of taken it upon himself to kind of go out of his way to help me. Nice. Um, so, yeah, we we were in Germany and England the, this past year. That was actually my fifth trip over oh, to the okay. UK. Um, that was just something that I wanted to build myself because going back a few years about in around 2016, uh, Therese and I were doing fine as fight or flight, mm-hmm. but I felt like I needed something more as myself as vertigo. So I actually approached smash wrestling and I said, Hey, like what can I do to get better? What, what am I, what do I need to do to get noticed to be on your show? Because they didn't what? care. They, they didn't want me on the show. Mm. I, I wasn't at their level. Sure. And, uh, I talked to Sebastian Swab, the owner of Smash, and he said, well, I mean, the best thing you can do is just go somewhere else and make a name. And that's kind of how I looked at it these past three years. Like, if, mm-hmm. if a company doesn't support you, and uh, they don't uh, invest in you, then just find somewhere that does, essentially. So I've spent the past three years, I've, I've done five trips to uh, Europe, into uh, Italy, Germany, and around the UK, and to Wales, and whatnot. Just going to all these uh, wrestling shows and just building up as we can. And then I eventually brought Brent Banks along with me. Nice. Um, and just going to all these shows, mm-hmm. essentially.
0: Well, wow, that's fantastic. So how is it over there in Europe compared to here in North America as, as a wrestler?
2: It's great. I think the UK scene kind of peaked around to, uh, to, to 2014 to 2016. So I started going in 2017, so just kind of on the tail end of it. Mm. It's starting to go down a bit now with NXT UK as a part of it. Gotcha, um, yeah. But the crowds are great. The biggest thing to me is that they put so much effort into the product. Every company has... A lights, a stage—they have production behind it. It just feels like there's more effort behind um, the behind-the-scenes process of it.
0: And how is it, okay? Now, how about living? Could you see yourself living there if you got signed to a said company that's over there in Europe?
2: Absolutely, I could, I could definitely see myself living there—not for you know the rest of my life, but I could you know do it for a year or whatnot. It's something I thought about. Um, I, I just have strong roots here in Canada. I, ideally, I would like a schedule where. You know, I could spend a month at home and then go a month somewhere else, and then a month at home, and then go a month in Japan, and then take a month at home, go back to Europe. It just kind of, you know, travel around that way. Like, I was saying to my girlfriend the other day, that, like, these past two years, I've been pretty much living in a suitcase, even though I'm living at home. Like, I don't unpack my clothes. But they're just sitting in the laundry baskets, like, because I'm never really at home. I'm just somewhere else, essentially. Only since quarantine happened, was I was right. able to sit down and just kind of, okay, well, I guess we'll just stay put for a little bit. <laughs>
0: yeah no kidding right so out of all the places you've been to in europe what what's your absolute favorite so far
2: in terms of a company or in terms of um, just
0: everything like the whole vibe the either thing. either the company or the match you had the best in or even the city that you look like the most
2: i mean i really like london because uh myself and brent banks have had time to kind of you know just kind of peruse around london and one of our things that we always do he's come on three of the trips of the five so i come okay. like, of the myself uh, one of the things we always do when we get there is we, we go to camden market which is uh it's kind of world renowned market. It has food and, um, you know, all sorts of like souvenirs and stuff to buy, but we'll go around Canada market and we'll just scout all the food options. And there's probably like a hundred food options and we'll just pick, okay, I want that. I want that. I want that.
0: <laughs>
2: and, uh, you know, we'll, <laughs> over the course of our trip, we'll just go when we can, when we have time and get right. the food that we want. And it's a nice little, um, a boost. And, uh, I guess it was the, we did a six week tour last summer. Nice. And, um, the first two weeks of it, I ended up having... I think it was three shows canceled with IPW. IPW Hold over on. there was in the transition, transition oh. to a new owner, essentially. And uh, I was kind of down in the dumps. And then I got sick with some sort of virus that put was literally... It put me out for like 10 days where I was literally puking the entire time. Shit. So the start off the trip, it was awful. Right. And then we showed up to Attack Wrestling, which is owned by... Uh, well, originally owned by Pete Dunn and Mark Andrews.
0: And, okay.
2: Uh, a bunch of those guys over there. Sure. We showed up to Attack Wrestling, and they... I guess they they had known Brent Banks and Ricky Shane Page was there as well. And he had sort of known my stuff from Canada. And he said, Hey, put these guys on the show. Hmm. And like, we were literally sitting, like, we just helped sit up the ring. We're like, Huh? Cool. All right. Sick. This sounds good. So he put us on the show. And that was just like, that was probably my favorite match I've had in the UK because there was a bunch of guys um, that are also up and coming in it, like Mm OJMO. And just because it was like, I was at such a low because I was sick for 10 days and like nothing, my shows were canceled. And then it went right to a high of a show that I, you know, never competed for. And I really wanted to be a part of Attack Wrestling because of their roots, because they have roots of being a, a backer company.
0: Sure. Yeah. Oh. So, Oh, that's awesome. So London, eh? Oh, that's, that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, for the most part, London. It is very busy. And then when we were, uh, we were just over, we were just at, I was supposed to do a six week tour from March 3rd to April 14th, which well. obviously that didn't happen because of coronavirus. So. I didn't actually get to spend too much time in London this past time, unfortunately. I just got to fly home.
0: Yeah, true. And how about it being so expensive?
2: Well, that's also a, a huge issue. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> it is very expensive. But, you know, luckily, guys like uh, Chuck Mambo and um, Curtis Chapman, will be they're able to put us up on their couch, which is very, very, very nice of them when you're, uh, you know, so far from home and you don't have anywhere to sleep.
0: <laughs> true. No, yeah, trust me, that does go a long way, right? So you mentioned it as well, you were in a tag team with uh, Fight or Flight with Gabriel Fuerza. Now, is this how you started your career in wrestling as a tag team, or did you start singles, then you tagged, or are you guys still on and off as a tag team? What's going on with this whole tag team business? Uh,
2: Well, we started, uh, I would say we kind of started singles, but we were in a tag match against each other, and then it was pitched to us um, in 2013 when we we both started. Fuerza and I actually started training together, essentially, um, back in 2011, 2010-ish. Okay. Um, we were always best friends from training, and I think it was their idea to put us together as a tag team, and they added Alexia and Nicole, right. which, uh, which was our first group, which was the Candy Kids. And we're still really close to this day. Uh, Alexia is still kind of part of Fight or Flight now. right? Um, but we all started as a, a raver gimmick, which is what they gave me. And if you know anything about Alexia myself and Forza, we are not partiers at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, uh, that's what they viewed us as. They wanted us right. to be this young, hip... You know, tag team, where it sure. was like 20, I was 17, Alexio was probably 17 as well. Oh, wow. Uh, and then once Squirt Circle Wrestling folded in 2014,
1: mm.
2: we knew that we weren't really going to get far by ourselves at that point, because we hadn't made any name for ourselves in Ontario, so sure. we stuck together as a tag team. And we still are a tag team to this okay. day. It's just we we try to keep it 50-50. We'll have our own ventures, but we also uh, work as a tag team as well. But yeah, we we, we created Fire Flight, in a, uh, I think it was the end of 2014.
0: There you go. And what do you enjoy most about tagging?
2: It adds a lot of dimensions for what you can do in a match. Mm. Um, and also because it, f- it feels like companies have more support in us as a tag team. You know, we've been able okay. to share the ring with um, LAX from AEW and right. Private Party and, you know, Monster Mafia and uh, I, I can't think of any more name drops. <laughs> trying to over here.
0: But <laughs> Good enough.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it's just allowed us more of an option to grow because I think see us more valuable as a tag team sure so we've learned more that way but we both you know want to get better as singles wrestlers as well
0: now what do you despise the most about tag teaming
2: um what do i despise the most
0: <laughs>
2: come on don't, no, i guess don't, not, don't not always it. agreeing on
0: ideas because you have okay. to be
2: on the same page sometimes you have to sacrifice your idea for somebody else's idea uh, and also planning matches you add two extra people to a match right
0: i never it adds of a whole other
2: element to putting it together but sometimes it can be traumatic depending on who you're wrestling, essentially.
0: Now, how, how, how hard is it putting together a match with guys you've never wrestled before or even, per se, even, even met or talked to or nothing?
2: I mean, I try to do my research for the most part on okay. my opponents so I at least know what they're doing um, before we get there. But, you know, sometimes we show up to a show and, oh, you're on first. Oh, you just showed up 45 minutes before the show. Oh, shit. And, like, originally <laughs> originally say we were on, like, semi-main event and right. we're expecting a semi-main event. And then we have a different opponent. And it's like, okay, well, we have to make this work. So you just kind of have to, you know, sacrifice a lot to to make it work. And there's times where, you know, guys will come over from Quebec and they don't have full English.
1: Oh, okay. well, we'll have to
2: find somebody in the locker room who kind of speaks more French to kind of put it together, mm-hmm. you know. Sure. You just kind of have to make it work,
0: really. And it, it is an art form. So once these guys lock up, these guys do know what you're doing, you know. Unless you're like totally green and it's your first match or something, then I'd be a little bit wary. But like if like you said, if you could do research on them, then I'm sure you're not too worried, right?
2: Yeah, for the most part. If, if, I, if I put their name in Google and nothing pops up or they, their last match was 10 years ago, I'm a little right. bit concerned. But, you know, it's, it's whatever they give you, right? It's not up to me to book the match. That's the promoter.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well said. So what's the craziest thing to ever happen to you in the ring?
2: Craziest thing to happen to you in the ring?
0: Ah. Like either injury-wise or, or uh, with a fan or just something that just went totally upside down you weren't expecting?
2: I don't know if I've had too many upside down moments, but, um, I know wrestling two cold Scorpio was a weird thing for Fuerza and I, we wrestled, oh, okay. uh, there was a time at C4 wrestling where, uh, two, two cold Scorpio was tagging with Brent Banks, um, and they were a nice little tag team there. Then they put us against, they put us against, uh, them. Okay. And we had met two cold Scorpio a few times cause he was living in Montreal at the time and he just kind of came up to us and he was like, all right, boys, uh, <laughs> just so you know i might go a little ecw on you oh shit just want to let you know and he walked away and the three of us were like the fuck does that mean right <laughs> is he gonna throw a chair like
0: you're gonna, say you're gonna bleed tonight
2: <laughs> i'd like to at least know if he is like i'm cool with it sure. but yeah that was a weird one then because we didn't necessarily plan everything with too cold um right. and also that was four years ago now so we weren't as experienced as we are now but that was a weird one because we just didn't really know what to expect during the match. Like, there's a point where I'm crawling for the tag on Four Is It, and I'm exp- like, I, I think I'm gonna make the tag, yeah. and Too Cold just leg drops me in the back of the head. And oh. I'm like, oh, what the fuck, man! And there's another where um, he's standing on the top <laughs> rope, and I'm laying there, and I'm just looking at him, and I don't know what he's gonna give me. Sure. And I'm just kind of like looking at him, and he does that like uh, <laughs> like a twisting splash where it's like the front flip of any corkscrew, so he lands on his stomach. Right. And I'm just like, I don't know what he's gonna hit. <laughs> he kind of lands like shoulder first on my face, and I'm like, "Oh, goddamn
0: it!" But in, in, in the end, nobody was hurt, right? So it, it all worked out. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good to hear. <laughs>
2: so other than that, I can't, I can't think of anything really, you know, too crazy. The, I, I, actually, one other story, quickly. Sure, go for uh, maybe it. Of maybe course. not super quickly, but um, no, when Forza and I first started, we started working for a company called OCW in okay. Kingston. I started working there, and then Forza eventually started coming along. And this is our first time for the. For the promotion, I had an opponent, and for as I had an opponent, so we were separate. And I was up on the first part of the show, and the I guess it was the heel manager and the I think it was the champion of the promotion. Taylor came out to cut a promo at the beginning of the show, and there was maybe five people in the audience. Sorry, it was Napanee, Ontario. That's where it was. Okay, Uh, five people in the audience. This guy, the heel, cuts a promo. The heel manager, I believe, a guy (laughs) in the front row gets angry, starts getting in his face, and tries to fight him. They throw the guy out. Sure. He continues the promo. Somebody comes in from the parking lot. He's having a heart attack. What? Like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> the still opened with this promo. He's having a heart attack. Yeah. So then they, you know, they wheel him out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the promoter is um like freaking out at this point. We're oh like, my oh god. I thought all right, up next, the uh, Vertigo and Jimmy. I, I think it was Jimmy Cash was the guy's name. Okay. Uh, so we we had to go out after that and perform for the four people that have just witnessed a man have a heart attack. Oh my god. Just an awful match that was just a, a bad circumstance
0: <laughs> jesus and that
2: was probably like maybe a year into wrestling at that
0: point oh my god and now i have to ask too how is it on your nerves first starting out because everyone has the glitz and the glamour and the stardom of making it to the wwe or i guess now aew as well since they're just as big to the big lights and the showcase and when you first step into the ring and you look out and you're like what the fuck did i get myself into was that what was going <laughs> through your mind or were, are you one of those guys that uh, you're you don't give a shit. Could be one person, could be a thousand. You're just gonna go out there, and it is what it is.
2: A little bit of both. I mean, I, I feel like my nerves were calmed a little bit because I actually started as a referee. I, I was okay. fourteen. I was fourteen when I started training, so they wouldn't let me do matches because I was sure. too small and I wasn't experienced enough. Right, so right. I spent a lot of time in the ring with guys. Okay. You know, I, I was in a match when Elgin got hurt, and I was like, "What do I do?" <laughs> shit. But <we> gotta <laughs> figure it out. And I remember Brent Banks looked at me. and He was like throw up the x I'm all right so there's a lot of things that is learned from refing that i just got used to being in a ring uh, so that okay. i, I that kind of calmed my nerves when i got to go out but at the same time when i actually started finally doing my matches i actually had anxiety uh, i was i was in the middle of applying for school and whatnot it was just mm. really tough on me sure. so there was a couple like for the first two years you can ask for is that was a couple times where i like throw up before my match because oh, i'm just wow. full of nerves and i just have to get it out and then i was able to go out and do it okay Uh yeah, it never really hits me in the ring. It's always a before thing.
0: Okay. Because that's what I always yeah. wonder too, if it actually hits. Because a lot of people say once you hit the canvas, it's you just go and it's all muscle memory and you're good to go. But I'm just wondering, like the first few times, when it's not muscle memory yet, do you, do you mm-hmm. also get nervous being in the ring as opposed to walking up into the ring, right?
2: Not so much in the ring. There was another time where I... This is probably my third match. I show up to Squared Circle to help. I wasn't booked on the show, and then okay. I think it was Hacker Scotty O'Shea couldn't make the show, so they threw me in a six man scramble. Sure. And I had never been in a six man scramble before. That's you know <laughs> four extra people in the match. That I don't know what I'm doing, and they're of just course. kind of telling me what to do. And I'm like, I don't understand what's happening in this match, <laughs> but apparently it's going to make sense. Right. So I, I go out there like not really knowing what I'm doing, and then it just works. And I'm like, oh, so it okay. So I just got to trust with these people. All right. they, clearly they know what they're doing. So
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: always always before. Never never. Not too much when you're in the ring.
0: Okay, that's cool. So let's. I'll let you know
2: when it happens. I'll tweet
0: you. Okay, perfect. (laughs) So let's put it out there. In a perfect world, where do you see yourself fitting in the best on one of these national wrestling companies that are out there now?
2: It's hard to say because there's a lot that's changed. You know, the past year, I I know. Impact's really starting to gain some steam right now, and uh, Mm AEW is proving themselves, but you know they haven't, um, I guess, attracted the mainstream audience yet. Uh, for my size, I feel like WB probably wouldn't be interested in me at the time. Um, I feel like AEW would probably be more my route right now. But also, you know, there's there's companies that are you know, starting in England and Japan and whatnot that I feel like I'd be a good fit. I feel like I'd like to do, you know, Japan before I start. Doing you know, bigger companies like that Because always, I've always Admitted guys like Jericho sure. And Eddie Who traveled the world Before they got their big shot You know I feel like I want to be Experienced enough Before I'm on the national stage
0: Yeah because I was going to ask That same question if, if you have any endeavors Of going to Japan Or even Mexico
2: Yeah definitely I mean where's and I actually uh, we, we kind of fucked up one year Because we actually Drove around Ultimo Dragon <laughs> um, This was probably five years ago And he said Hey come down to Mexico Right And uh, work work." I can't remember the name but I think it was The biggest dragon mania he has in Mexico. Okay, and uh, just couldn't couldn't feasibly make it work at the time. And now we're like kind of kicking ourselves like, why didn't we just go to Mexico and do ultimate dragon (laughs) show? It would have been so cool. But mind you, we don't know what to expect when we get there.
0: (laughs) That's true. No, that's awesome. That that, is definitely
2: something that I want to do in the future.
0: Well, oh, that's cool. And it's awesome that you bring up Ultimo Dragon because I had Sam Adonis on a couple of weeks ago and he brought it up too, that he he traveled with with Ultimo in Mexico and even in Japan. And apparently he makes a mean steak. So if you ever want to have a good steak, Ultimo Dragon could really? could do a, a nice oh, one up. Yeah, Oddly enough, I mean,
2: right? He, 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 uh, the funny story with Ultimo is that we drove him from C4 to Toronto for his okay. next show, drop him up to his hotel. We're like, all right, bye, Ultimo. He's like, oh, you'll be here in the morning, right? We're like, guess we're here in the morning. We were just supposed to drive him right uh just to the hotel and he's like okay "Uh, come next come tomorrow we're like okay so we had to drive him to a blue jays game drop him off with his wife right and then he had he hands where is myself 20 bucks and says ah go get yourself some food we're like okay so we went and got some tacos <laughs> nice. waited like two or three hours however long a baseball game is i don't even know sure <laughs> picked him up then drove him to the next show oh
0: that's awesome yeah cause super nice guy yeah and that's all i hear is super nice things and it's easy because you always hear about them especially and i don't want to throw them all under the bus because obviously you can't throw everyone under the bus but you usually hear the stories of the mask wrestlers are the ones who are usually the assholes i don't know if it's something because they could hide behind the really? mask and really no one knows them like you know what i mean but I, don't Interesting. Know. I, I, I I actually don't know. haven't heard that theory That's, that's something. Huh. Especially with the Mexican ones, like the, the older generation of Mexicans. Like, obviously, everyone's heard of the stories from Mule. Well, I was going to say Mule Mort as well. That's uh, Lucha Underground. Mule um, Maskers. Yeah, 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 Like, you know what I mean? Like, everyone oh, hears okay, the gotcha, stories gotcha. of Mule Maskers being a dick sometimes. Like, you know what I mean? So, I uh, wonder if it's because they have. An, like, no one knows who they really are, so they could just be whoever they want to be, right? So.
2: That's right, right. I'm, I'm trying to think because uh, uh, Debane Lucha was brought, bringing in a lot of guys from Mexico for a little bit there. And I feel like for the most part, everyone was you know pretty cordial and nice.
0: Maybe it's today's generation. But today's generation, they're, they're all in, nice. They're
2: bringing in La Parca and uh, Blue Gene oh, Jr. Really? and Okay. Who else was there? I can't even remember. But the, the, the Lucha was bringing a lot of people in there for a while.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so for the people who haven't heard you or don't know about you yet, to all the American listeners that haven't seen you on the scene down there and all that stuff, what makes you different from any other wrestler and why should people stay tuned to you?
2: I think it's my storytelling behind the scenes. I, I take a lot of effort to create these promo videos that stand out. I think of, have you ever seen Joey Janela's um, videos he did with Giancarlo before he got signed to AEW for his kind of spring break videos? They're very of cinematic. Course. Yes. And one of, that's kind of the style I've been going for these past few years. And okay. since I've uh, been working in production since I got out of college, I've kind of taken it upon myself to do that for my own videos for the, as much as I can, because it's hard to film myself. Right. Of course. Um, just because I've, you know, I've spent years watching people cut their promos, you know, into a cell phone, mm. or you know, just getting their friend to film on the white wall. Like, I want to make something different, so I have sure. a black screen, I have some lights, I have a 4K camera. Okay. I put on, I, I package these things together. If anybody wants to check out some of my story work, you can look up my, uh, my match against, or sorry, my promo video against Tyson Dukes uh, for Barry Wrestling, where I kind of encapsulate our entire build to the match. Uh, that's actually on YouTube.
0: Oh, that's awesome. See, so people, you you got to check out Von Vertigo search him up and I'll let you plug all your at the end of the show, of course. And now my, my next question, before we get into backyard pro, cause I'm very interested in this and I'm sure a lot of other people <laughs> are. Great. So besides yourself, who should people have their eyes on that not necessarily has their eyes on yet that like, you know what I mean? is going to be the next breakthrough guy or gal out of Ontario.
2: Out of Ontario, you, I mean, you got to look at Gabriel forza in the past year. He's really upped his, his, uh, singles bookings. Um, and he's just kind of changed his character to be a bit more, uh, satanic if you will um brent banks is another i know brent banks has been around for a long time but he needs to in in a sense he needs to get out of ontario i tell him this all the time that's why he started coming to the uk with me he's so damn good i know he's been on impact he's done you know stuff with WWE, but he has so much potential for the world and the world needs to see i don't know what it's going to take i'm going to keep bringing him to england as much (laughs) as i can um but I, I don't know what it's going to take to get Brent Banks to that level because he's been wrestling, you know, for 10 years. But I really think that he has something.
0: No, true. And one of my favorites that I mention each and every week, and he's he's been on the show as well, is Psycho Mike Rollins. That guy. He, yes, Speaking absolutely. of characters, my God, this guy. He, know, he knows what he's doing.
2: <laughs> I can't, like, every single Psycho Mike match. <laughs> is incredible right every single one him and Key him and orange cassidy the what's in the box match uh, uh, there's days where i'll just go on youtube <laughs> thankfully thankfully smash wrestling has uploaded so many of them right i'll just sit there and i'll just watch psycho mike matches. and like i'll have friends who have not seen wrestling and i'll show them psycho mike versus psycho mike from SuperKick. yes yeah he's so damn good uh, he's another guy that i hope really gets his uh gets his due uh, he really deserves it
0: No, most definitely. Well, speaking of Psycho Mike, he's involved in a little project that you have going on right now, and obviously because of quarantine, I'm sure this is the reason why you probably started up called Backyard Pro Wrestling. So, what's the origins of this? How did this come up? Like, did it did it start off as a joke? Was it something you wanted to eventually do, or like, you know what I mean?
1: Uh,
2: I guess it. I guess you could say it started as a joke when Forza and I actually lived with each other for a year. I was a backyard wrestler when I was, you know, 12 to 14 ish. Sure. Uh, For- Forza did backyard wrestling, but he was more like a, he called it like backyard fight club because it was on grass <laughs> and you just, you know, fought your friends essentially. Oh, shit. I had a, tramp- I had a trampoline with a ring built around it. Oh, wow. Uh, thankfully, my, that my dad built. And I was actually, like, making production shows. I've clearly been, I'm, today I'm literally doing the same thing I was as a kid. I'm right. literally not grown up. That's just the way it is. That's awesome. Um. So, yeah, Forza and I were. We, when we lived together, we'd watch backyard wrestling on YouTube all the time. We're like, okay. man, this is fucking hilarious. We would just sit there for hours, sometimes high, watching backyard wrestling, <laughs> just because it's, it's so damn fun. Um, sure. So then when quarantine started, I got back from the UK. I sat around for a month, and I was like, okay, I, there's nothing for me to do right now. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't really – I have a camera. Like, oh, what can I do? So I invited – before I came over, once the uh, once restrictions started to started to loose up a little bit, Right. Um, we filmed a backyard MV. So you know those old, like – music video matches from like 2005 that people put up to like Skillet or like Disturbed sure, and yeah. just be a compilation of the matches yeah, yeah, we just tried to make a match based off that and just put it up on social media. Okay. And it did well. It did really well and then I kind of looked at Fuerza and I was like I think we could I think we could do more with this. I think we could do a full show. <laughs>
1: um
2: yes. Yeah, so from there I just I just kind of thought about it for a few weeks and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I'm going to do it. I'm going to make this show. Right. Let's do it. I'll, I'll film everything I'm living my match. I'll film everything. I'll package it all together. I'll make a show. Let's do it. So then uh, we just kind of looked around at our friends and we decided, you know, who would be good to be a part of this. Reached out to them, told them, hey, come up with a a backyard character. Essentially, so for the most part, everyone's character is what they came up with. Nice. Uh, With the exception, we've we've all helped each other out kind of, you know, create these characters.
1: Right.
2: Um, But yeah, so then the past, I guess, two weeks now, we've been filming for Backyard Pro. And at this point, it's going actually probably going to turn into two shows that are about forty five minutes with okay. three matches each. Okay. Uh, nice. We we booked the whole card. We did all the graphics. I did all the video. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's like, did you see Psychotic Mike's promo?
0: Yes, I did. Awesome.
2: Perfect. Yeah, that was so. That's another thing is we're trying I to create it. it not so much just wrestling, but also like like an episode of Raw where you see vignettes and you'll see interviews yes. and you'll see all these like character you know uh, all these videos about the characters
0: yeah because that's what i was gonna ask if it was just gonna be all cold matches or were you, were you gonna have vignettes leading up to each match sort of telling a story and like you just said you're leading up to it so now i guess whoever's gonna challenge psycho mike will have a rebuttal or will have their own story put up and then so forth and so on until it leads up to the matches right
2: exactly exactly so the way we have it built yeah it's literally like an episode of you know monday Night raw but you know like a, a backyard version of that but with like a little bit you know better i guess high quality cameras but the people behind the camera aren't necessarily high quality or sorry people in front of the camera aren't necessarily high quality because right. <laughs> we tried to have like stupid characters essentially right because it's more a comedy thing than anything
0: well obviously it's no secret you have some pretty big names in the ontario scene if you want to reveal well first off the most important person i can't believe you got him the rock how did you manage to get the rock to do backyard pro <laughs> we
2: uh we waved about a hundred dollars in his face we picked him. We picked him out of the garden. We gave him a title, <laughs> Jesus. and he became the Rock. And he will defend his title against Psychotic Mike Michael. Psychotic Michael.
0: Yes, Michael. Yes. That's it.
2: <laughs> yeah, he was a really he was a really big acquisition. You know, we have Hacker Scotty O'Shea as a uh, Richard Tasty. Right. Um, Alexander Del Bruno as Alex Scott, the uh, Forgotten Property Brother. And if you look at Alex Scott, right. He looks very much like a
0: property brother. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought you guys literally cropped someone else's face and put it on his oh, body. No, and, and then no, I'm looking, I'm like, true. no, that he looks, it's true. He's just the forgotten brother.
2: Yeah, he's the third brother that they, they just don't talk about. Uh, I'm Gia Hardy. Forrest is a Jay Wheeler. Forrest is fun because uh, at least my my character and Forrest's character were created for the backyard uh, music video we did. Okay. Where, where he's literally a back wrestler, but he's had one day of wrestling training, so he thinks he's a hot shit, right? He thinks he's better than everybody else. And he saw Mark Wheeler when he was training, and he's like, that's who I want to be. I want to be like Mark Wheeler. (laughs) So that's where uh, we created Mark Wheeler versus Jay Wheeler.
0: Awesome. So if this takes off, not if, when it takes off, because I know it's going to be a big hit, Do you want to do more leading down the line when you guys have some more free time, I guess, or even during quarantine? Because who knows when you guys are going to be able to go back and perform on the indies, right? So what's the end goal of this now, that you actually were able to put it together and you're finishing it up and all that? Because obviously you did it, so you're able to do more if you want, right?
2: Absolutely. There's a lot of work behind the scenes. And uh, I think we're we're, we're definitely going to put it out and see how people feel. But I I don't know if I could continue to do this when wrestling Uh, is back and when... You know, I, I'm able to work a bit more. I, I would need um, some sort of funding behind me because there is a lot of hours that i have to put into you know, behind the scenes of traveling somewhere to film it and traveling back and putting the footage off and color correcting the footage and editing the footage and editing the audio. There's a lot of behind the scenes work that I have to do personally to put it together. Um, so we're going to see. We, we do have a GoFundMe up right now just to kind of donate to all the wrestlers because I, I feel wrong that everyone is working for free so i want mm. to be able to pay everybody of course um it, a lot of us do rely on pro wrestling as part of our income so we're just trying to you know get back to that essentially
0: what about putting out... yeah we'll,
2: we'll we'll see after we put it up if we'll be able to continue
0: what about putting out merch and stuff like that to support the cause as well
2: we we do have a shirt that's just about to be revealed on pro wrestling tees but with everything nice. happening uh you know in the past week or so we just don't feel comfortable putting it up we're gonna put it up uh, probably in the next few weeks
0: so uh, you mentioned it. You you recruited some of your friends, and they're giving you your free time. How hard was it though to get them to be involved, or was everyone go gung ho and be like, "Oh yeah, of course I'm going to do this"?
2: Uh, for the most part, everyone really wanted to be a part of it. I had so many people reach out to me. People that nice. were, um, you know, established Ontario names. Other people who legitimately were backyard wrestlers. People who were managers in Ontario seemed to want to be a part of it. Okay. Uh, a few people I was I were able to add, but I, I just I needed to keep it small because of Montero's right. restrictions right now and every match we filmed we filmed at a different location we're keeping it to five people okay. on the sets trying to keep it you know as tight as we can of essentially course.
0: because those Until be- restrictions
2: you know start to release we'll try to maybe do
0: more with it yeah that was gonna be my next two questions is how how are you guys doing it with all this with all the restrictions and you mentioned it's not all just one location so what are are they literally backyard locations are are you guys doing it in your own backyards are you going out well you can't really do it in parks because you can't really set up a trampoline (laughs) out there but
2: you definitely definitely can't do it in parks no it's literally (laughs) been backyards for now i've used my backyard we've used uh we've basically just been using our connections to find who has a backyard in essentially the middle of nowhere so nobody's gonna bug us or yell at us um Ooh. which has been kind of hard mike mike's michael's match is uh not really in the middle of nowhere when he wrestles the rock so you'll see you'll see my backyard thankfully is pretty big but we were bordered by you know four older couples so we just we're very, trying to be very careful with it for, for everywhere we go essentially and there's a, i don't want to review any other locations because some of, of them are kind of surprising
0: no I, I don't blame you no problem it's now Were you scared because with any bad backlash? Because everyone knows backyard wrestling is a little bit, you you, you know what I mean? Yes. Not really one of the, there's a stigma attached to it. Like people look down on it sometimes, especially like the real wrestlers, wrestlers, like you know what I mean? Like the shoe wrestlers. So were you worried about that or were you like, I'll just deal with it when it comes?
2: Uh, I mean, I don't think I was really worried about it. I would say I was worried when I first started when I was 14. Um, because back then, I feel like it wasn't as accepted. But over the past couple of years, you'll see lots of guys on Twitter posting their back air matches and posting what they did. Mm. And I think as long as it's you know a back air company done by professional wrestlers, True. I think there's nothing to worry about, really.
0: Yeah, that does make sense. It's not like it's just some guys who just decided, hey, let's yeah. l- like a beer league or something. Like You know what I mean? A beer league exactly, of wrestling, exactly. right? <laughs>
2: if I just started taking people off the streets and said, hey, 20 of you, battle royale Do whatever they want, you want. That oh might God. be an issue.
0: Oh Jesus but you know what you know how many people would to actually tune in?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I would definitely tune in for that. I just don't want to be responsible.
0: I was going to say, right? You don't want to be the responsible party, but you you tune into the car crash. <laughs> so, where can you watch it when it eventually airs then?
2: It's going to be up on YouTube. Okay. What we'll do is um I'm still kind of deciding. It's it's probably going to be two shows at this point, but it might be one show. Uh it's we're going to air it on uh YouTube so you're able to watch it live. We'll set a date it, once we um Finish this weekend of filming. Uh, once I have everything together, then I'll start being able to know the deadline and whatnot. But it should be probably next two three weeks, depending on when your air this is aired. Probably the end of the June. Um, but yeah, it will mainly be on YouTube. But we're gonna be posting a lot of content on Facebook and Twitter that leads up to the uh,
0: YouTube premiere. Perfect. I know you guys are gonna drop like little previews once it airs, like like little GIFs or whatnot, one minute clips maybe on Twitter to get people hooked in as well. Yes.
2: Exactly, we're gonna post a little bit to get people hooked. I'm gonna to try to get uh, Hoke, um, from the states on Twitter to gif it. We'll see if he's in. Uh, hopefully, he is. He's usually down to do something like this, so we'll see if that brings a little bit of attraction uh, to it. But I was very uh, pleasantly surprised when I put up the announcement video, how much you know traction it got, and I got so many people reached out to me saying, "Hey, this is really cool." Like. I'm glad you're
0: doing this. (laughs) Well, you know what it is, too? Now with this new era of wrestling with no audience, the whole cinematic thing of wrestling is is a hit. Like, if it's done correctly, obviously. Like, we've seen all all, all across the board. Like, TNA even, well, Impact, sorry, Mm -hmm. has done a couple that have been decent. Uh, Obviously, AEW with the last one in in the football stadium. Like, I couldn't stop laughing. Because I love comedic wrestling, too. You know what I mean? A lot of people look down on it. But tell me that it was an awesome uh, Matt Jackson... Doing the suplexes all the way down 100 yards. Come on. That's just. The
2: entire 100 yards was hilarious. Come on, man. The Stampede was a really fun one. Exactly. Part of me me is angry because it's like, ah, damn it, I wish we could do these things, but, you know. They have the money, right?
0: Well, was that sort of the inspiration as well to do sort of this stuff? Because we saw it at WrestleMania as well. They they did a couple of good ones there too, right? Obviously.
2: Uh, Not really. I mean, uh, in terms of cinematic wrestling, I'd recommend watching uh, Riptide Wrestling out of uh, the UK. Oh, okay. They um they specialize on doing full cinematic matches in, in front of a crowd, and I always thought like that looked looks good. Right. Um, our look isn't you know nearly what that looks going to be because it's a backyard. Um, but it's something we've definitely taken a little at least a little bit of inspiration from.
0: Yeah, because I used to love Lucha Underground. I was one of my favorites when I was yes. around. Like you know that sort of again I, I get, you're talking to someone who grew up with just caring about like stories. You know what I mean? So yeah, to me, yeah, yeah. like like you mentioned, the attitude there is is just all raunchy storylines. So popper for men right so i loved it hook line and sinker so to me lucha underground was perfect amount of cinematic and then the athleticism in the ring the crazy shit they were doing plus it wasn't a pg product as well because again i've grown out of the pg era obviously so you know what i mean it it is what it is so our our product is
2: definitely not going to be pg
0: okay (laughs) i was was gonna ask thank you (laughs) it's not for the kids perfect so anything else people should know about backyard pro before we move on
2: I'm not really. There's not much I can really uh, reveal this time. Just just keep tuned to our Twitter at Pro Backyard, our Instagram at uh, Backyard Pro Canada, our uh, Facebook is a uh, Backyard Pro Canada as well. And we're gonna be posting a lot of stuff up there, and there'll there'll be a lot of um, you know promos and vignettes kind of revealing these characters as the weeks go
0: on here. Awesome. So before we get into the dumbass of the week, what else have you been doing on your free time during quarantine? Are you a gamer? Have you been Netflixing and chill? Like what's been on your plate?
2: Not too much Netflix, really. I'm trying to think. When I got back from the UK, what did I do? Um, I started playing Halo 3 again. That's one thing I started doing. Because I haven't played that in years. And I I have an Xbox 360. I was like, why don't I just replay Halo 3? (laughs) Sure. Pretty much after my two weeks were up, I just kind of. I don't know what. I honestly don't know what I did. (laughs) I can't remember. I've been trying to work out every day, but uh, I don't really have much equipment. I have, you know, a bar and. I have about 100 pounds, so I've been trying to make it work, but recently sure. there was actually uh, a guy named Tommy they reached out to me on Twitter and he said, "Hey, I have, a, I have a bench if you want it." And I literally picked this up a few days ago, and yeah. I haven't installed it. but uh, hes like, "Hey, if you want my bench, like, come get it." I'm like, mm-hmm. "Sure, that would definitely help because I've been doing you know bench presses on my mom's ottoman, and it's super <laughs> wide, so my shoulders don't go back. Right. It's been brutal.
0: Uh, so nothing that's you know, to these because obviously the ho- whole rage now during this uh, epidemic is the all the docs that have been coming out like you know what i mean from the last dance to tiger king to so forth and so on
2: oh i definitely i definitely watch tiger king that's for
0: sure <laughs> the epstein one too that one's fucking if if, if you could swallow it it's pretty dark and I found myself, really? like, I couldn't watch more than one episode at a time because my wife's all into it, and she, she could do it. Like, she used to love, like, I don't know if you're familiar with Unsolved Mysteries and stuff like that, like the old school shows. Watched- oh, <laughs> shit, that's, okay, that's an 80s show. That's very old. 80s? Okay, cool. But um <clears throat> I, I think it's on Amazon right now. Just Google it, you'll know what Unsolved Mysteries is. But stuff like that, just, like, real-life stories about bad things just freaks me out. Like, yeah. it gets under my skin. Even though it's only four episodes, it's, I, I would advise everyone to watch it. Again, if you have a, a hard stomach for it. But it's just too much. It's so much because of what this f- piece of shit did to so many people. It's like, oh my God. And the layers, it's like literally peeling the onion back was made for this guy. There's so many layers to this piece of shit. And oh my God, it's it's ridiculous.
2: I might have to check that out. That's for sure. I, I've definitely never really been too much into true crime. But uh, recently, I guess I've been more into it. Have you have you been watching the Dark Side of the Rings?
0: Yes, of course I have. For sure.
2: Yeah, those have been really, really stellar. W- which yeah, one's been your art, favorite so far? The Owen Hart documentary was very heartbreaking
0: <laughs> it was so which one w- was your favorite out of all of them
2: I think I still like uh, Benoit because that happened like r- probably 7-8 months into when I started watching wrestling so like oh, I didn't know what was going on and right. I didn't know I just like started to learn about what Benoit's past was before of before like 2007 right so it, yeah it was shocking it, it, like Eddie was dead by the time I started watching so I had to go back and watch oh, Eddie shit. as well right
0: my god i feel so old now my god i
2: know no, I, just, I just started watching wrestling when i was like 10 like i wish i started earlier
0: wow I, i'm trying to remember back i don't think i've ever brought this up to my first wrestle wrestling memory is i think it was wrestlemania 4 the whole spectacle oh, of, of that tournament and i watched it uh i saw it at the video store and it was a double vhs and i was like oh my god a double vhs of wrestling VHS. I, I gotta check this out <laughs> And then I just watched the whole spectacle of it and everything. And obviously seeing Hogan and Andre for the first time and Macho Man going through that run. I was like, hold. And then I ended up going back and watching WrestleMania 3 and all that stuff. But it was like, that's what really hooked me And was the whole. And again, people, and I know it, it's a, not, not necessarily a knock against people like yourself. But the whole spectacle of a giant, it does bring people in. But yes. the workers like well, yourself. See,
2: my, my giant was the great Khali. That's
0: oh my! I grew up on. Yeah, but you know what? You were probably still in awe of him, right?
2: I was, absolutely.
0: See, but you need a little bit of both because those guys bring the eyes in, but the workers like yourself keep the eyes glued. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. Because those gimmicks could only go so far, like, you know what I mean? And except, Unless totally. you're someone like the big show that's just ridiculous and could just do it forever, but you know what I mean? Most of those big no. guys' careers don't last that long, right?
2: Oh, definitely not. Kali, what, had maybe five years in the company? I can't even right? remember. Actually, I think he was longer than that, but... He's, he didn't do much after like the first two years when he was a monster. He just became like a you know dancing idiot, right?
0: And now think about it. If anyone had his moveset that was six feet tall, would they be a world champ, right?
2: Hard to say.
0: Exactly, <laughs> exactly. exactly. You know what I mean? So it's not only just a skill. It's the whole package, and a lot of people lose that too because a lot of people just concentrate on either being a good talker or being just literally an in-ring performer. I think you need a, everything nowadays because there's right, so right. many good people now where no one really stands out so you need to be good at everything and then pick that one thing that makes you shine the most and then you just run with it right
2: yeah i couldn't agree more on that that's for sure
0: so what, what i gotta ask i've never brought up the tiger king on a show either i've never had a chance to talk to anyone about it what, what's your thought being in professional wrestling as well
1: oh
2: gosh um right <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there i, I just heard on the radio yesterday that apparently Carol Baskin's uh, yes, but, oh, sorry not Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin's husband's will or uh, his uh, his will was forged. Apparently,
0: oh that's news. I, this, didn't I that literally one.
2: just heard this on the radio yesterday. It was new news. It was forged by Carol Baskin, and oh, I'm, wow. I'm interested to know how that's going to affect everything. Um, I wouldn't say I fully maybe fully pay attention to it because there was a lot to take in, but it's absurd. They're all they're all ridiculous. That's all I have to say. They're just it's true, they're right? All fucking insane well nobody's good in this story
0: that's the the thing
2: the only only good person i can say is maybe the producer who worked on his show because he filmed all this content for us to watch and that makes him a good person
0: it's so true because everyone says the same thing you're watching and you're waiting for someone to root for and it's like you find out something about this person you're like okay maybe i can like this person and then you find out what they did it's like no i can't like you now and then so forth and so on until it's like everyone is just
2: bad the world's best heel battle royal is what i'd call it just no entirely heals.
0: Well, the news I heard is that Carol Baskins apparently got custody of um, what's zoo. His, name?
2: His, his zoo? His right? zoo, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, Jeff
2: Jeff Lowe is being kicked out or something. I can't remember why he got kicked something, out. Something, yeah. He's being kicked out, and she's taking the zoo. And then literally yesterday, they found out that her uh, their, her husband's will was forged.
0: Oh my god!
2: <laughs> Which is that surprising? No, it's definitely
0: not. Of course not. And I just can't wait for more because now they reveal they have a lot of more ton footage. So now they're shopping it around to Netflix. But they said if Netflix doesn't want it, it will eventually get released somewhere because there's just too much of it to hold back. So I'm looking oh, they're forward gonna make,
2: to that. They're going to ask for so much money for that now? Are you kidding me?
0: Well, <laughs> even with the movie. They were already in talks about making a movie. That's ridiculous.
2: <laughs> Immediately. Well, they got to capitalize on it now. Who knows, like a year from now, people might not care, right?
0: That is true. Hit the iron while it's hot, as they say, right?
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: So you ready for the dumbass of the Week?
2: Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I've literally spent the past weeks being a dumbass in my backyard, so this should be something.
0: All right, let's see here. So this week's dumbass comes from Washington State. Okay, um, what's, you've done anything crazy while driving or something that you regret while you were driving maybe, like, I don't know, all of us have done something dumb, like maybe go through a stop sign or or even as a kid, have too many people in the car when you pack them all in to try and get somewhere, like, you know what I mean? Anything out of this world.
2: Maybe not out of this world. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think here. The only thing I can think of is I wasn't driving, but when I was a kid, or not a kid, I guess I was 14. When I was going to wrestling training, my uh, my friend's dad would pick up myself and my friend. Okay. And he you would sorry, my dad would drop us off at training, and my friend's dad would pick us up in his tractor trailer. Right. And he would drive us back to, uh, I'm from Port Hope, which is about an hour east of the city. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and he'd have to go through a way station every time. So oh. every time we'd go to the way station, there's only two seats. I'd be sitting on a lunchbox. I'd have to hide. <laughs> I'd have to literally hide through the way station because there's technically not a seat for me. Right. That's the only thing I could think of. And I just didn't know what was going on because I've never been in the truck before. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. <laughs> okay, that's not half as bad as the dumbass this week. I haven't really done anything stupid other than get caught for speeding or, like, the usual typical stuff. Like, you know what I mean? But Actually
2: I did I did um I was going to Peterborough once and uh it was a snowy day. I was driving my parents' car because I it has a four wheel drive and my car doesn't have four wheel drive. Right. And uh, I was coming down a hill and I tried to brake before of a light, there was a car turning left sure. at this light. Right, right. And I was going right towards the car I was turning left and the car decided to go as the light turned yellow. So I was I was literally skidding through the intersection as I hit the brakes towards that car. So I veered left and went into a pedestrian um, not into a pedestrian, a pedestrian walking sign. You know those signs that you press the the button to of walk course. essentially? Yeah, yeah. It was about it was about half it was probably like gee, I don't know, three feet tall. Went Shit. right through that onto the sidewalk and I am so thankful wow. that there was nobody on the sidewalk. Right. <laughs> that was my dumbass. I mean, technically I blame the ice for that and that's what the, the police were very understanding about that, thankfully.
0: <laughs> well <laughs> But what... I literally
2: I was literally heading towards somebody's house and I turned onto the sidewalk. <laughs>
0: oh wow okay yeah you got lucky there that's for sure what about yeah, teaching sure. someone to drive have you ever tried to teach someone to drive i haven't actually yeah me me neither not that like i could think of some uh, my wife actually taught me how to drive oddly enough and i can't remember if i ever taught anyone no i, I don't think so either okay so i can't really relate. Really, okay so anyways back to the dumbass so there was a huge police uh, high-speed police chase in the state of washington a few weeks back right and an unidentified 51-year-old male, I don't blame him for not being unidentified, because this is just, uh, I don't know how you come up with a story like this. <coughs> so the troopers were chasing him, then finally they had to lay down the spikes and everything, and that's how they, they stopped this guy. That's how far this guy was going. Like, no one knows what he was doing, what was his problem. Then I guess you figured the same thing that everyone figures. Maybe drugs, maybe yes, he he's done something illegal, or he's out on a warrant or whatever, right? So they finally stop him. Trooper pulls to, his, to the driver's side, can you guess who was sitting or what was sitting in the driver's side?
2: I I have no idea. A, a blow-up doll? Like, I have no clue. A pit bull. A pit bull?
0: A pit bull with sunglasses on.
2: Okay. Like a fi- not pit bull, the Mister Worldwide, right?
0: No, a, f- a literal physical.
2: Pit with a <laughs> a f- okay.
0: pit bull with sunglasses on. A real dog with sunglasses sitting in the driver's seat. With his paws propped up on the steering wheel. Now then the trooper looks over to the passenger, sees the 51-year-old 50 year unidentified man, and you know what his defense was? I was trying to teach my dog how to drive, and he got out of hand, and I couldn't stop him.
2: What the fuck? What the fuck? Right? So do you, do you think that he... He was like it clearly. Like, was he driving then he put his dog in
0: the seat? Had to be he man, that... right? Because
2: had to be right.
0: Like you know, unless he has a brick down on the pedal. Like how else? There's No way. There's yeah, exactly. No way. Like you know what I mean? I can understand him using his hand to steer or something. But yeah. like what? Unless in, had... in his in
2: his mind know. did you think like oh maybe the cop will find this funny and let me go?
0: Maybe like, or I, again, but why would you want to? Like, a... People like dogs, you
2: know. Like that might get
0: you out maybe. of it. But a dog can't drive Like he's not The gun's exactly. not long enough Like the pedals Like that's what's Really fucking my mind up Is Okay maybe if It was legitimately Possible for the dog To do it But his brain capability's yeah. not there Fine I understand If you had like a fucking I don't know Kangaroo sitting in the front seat Sure At least his feet Will touch the pedals You yeah, know what I mean feet. Yeah exactly and Right? it's powerful right Thank you so, But a fucking fair. dog Like he's literally <laughs> Sitting on his ass it's Like his feet aren't Dangling over Like what the I don't fucking know man I
2: hope they arrested that dog
0: <laughs> right. Imagine that would put the bow on the story. If the man got off and they arrested the dog,
2: they arrested his dog. My God, they just put his dog in handcuffs and walk him off. Oh man.
0: Oh shit, that's fucking hilarious. Jesus, that's the, really funny. The stuff you find on the internet, right?
2: That's great. I, I appreciate that you do this every week.
0: <laughs> it's not hard. I'm telling you, I got, yeah, I got a f- whole. I was going to say Rolodex. Mm-hmm. Again, showing my age, I got a whole file of just people doing stupid shit on a regular (laughs) perfect all right i hope you had a good time
2: yeah absolutely thanks so much for having
0: me no not a problem like i said you're always welcome back in the near future once all this is up and all the restrictions are lifted because i'm sure you're gonna have like i said a nice blooming blossoming career so once you make it big don't forget about me i want you back on the show all right (laughs) don't worry i'll come back perfect so plug all your shit plug yourself plug the show plug everything that you have where people can find you even merch if you have your own merch go for it
2: all right so you can find von vertigo at not Enough von on twitter uh von vertigo on instagram von vertigo on facebook von vertigo on youtube for the backyard pro side of things you can find uh backyard pro on uh pressing tees starting soon as well as you can find von, von vertigo on pressing tees as well if you want that uh at backyard pro on twitter sorry at pro backyard on twitter at backyard pro canada on instagram <laughs> and at backyard pro canada on facebook i believe that's right i'm new to back new to putting up this backyard pro stuff don't <laughs> judge me
0: i'm sure if you just put it into google search it'll pop up uh, like you know it's simple Put backyard actually, pro canada backyard
2: no? pro is actually a company that sells oh well, there's another company that sells oh, like fences and like barbecues apparently so the that, they might pop up actually
0: oh well <laughs> you know what you should get them to be a sponsor
2: <laughs> yeah honestly i should right they, they have the they have the at backyard pro twitter so i had to go with at pro backyard
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, got you perfect so for myself you can follow me on instagram twitter under finger styles you can follow the podcast on twitter the podcast dap email us your thoughts suggestions comments anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast dap at gmail.com rewind to the top of the show Support the sponsors cause if it helps them out, it helps me out, and obviously the most important thing, rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. All good? All good. I got one last question to let you, before yeah, I let let's you go. Do it. Before once this is all lifted and there's honestly no more restrictions, and who knows when that's gonna be might even be a year from now when it goes back to the whatever the norm is, what's the first thing that you're dying to do?
2: Probably go back to the UK because I feel wrong only completing two weeks of my six-week tour
1: Mm. and like
2: Brian Banks and I need to go like revenge that (laughs) we can't not do it but we don't we it's also got to line up when the UK is back in order I think they're thinking October at this point but you know nobody really knows at this point
0: yeah that's the thing it's so true no one does know so it's it's literally it's a a day at a time man so
2: everything's up in the air unfortunately
0: yep well on that note he's Vaughn I'm Steve this is the podcast peace